0: Thank you, Dilis, and thank you, everybody, and thank you very much for inviting me. Um, I'll be very brief. I met Dilis, uh, I'm afraid, over 15 years ago, and um, I ran a company, a sustainability communication consultancy, the first international out of the UK, which I sold uh, quite a long time ago. And when I left my job, I, um, I thought, okay, well, what can I do next? And everybody knows about sustainability, so I went out there and I started asking people. And to my surprise, everybody thought I was mad. And my dad said, "Uh, what was that business about? And I said, oh, sustainable development. And he said, what's that? And um, my dad is not ignorant. Just the language of sustainability is incredibly complex and means so many different things to so many different people. And I also love challenges, and my challenge was to normalize this. How can we stop of talking about sustainability and make it normal? How can we inspire people to actually not to think about it? And how can we inspire brands and businesses to completely integrate this into the corporate strategy? So there is not just a few brands, but it's every brand Imagine the world, what it will be like if we don't need to talk about this anymore. We can just basically buy what we want, because every business will be manufacturing responsibly. So positive luxury is about five years old, and when you look at this uh, little symbol online, you can find it sometimes next to products at the point of sale in the Internet. You click on it, and you can see what brands invest, what they care, how they are nurturing the future of the world. Do they invest in you know, better practices in terms of manufacturing? Do they care about how they treat their suppliers, their employees, and so on? And my biggest challenge is, like, how can I actually spread the word? Because, yes, I did spend my marketing mag- budget on the coffee machine. So, <laughs> and uh, I bump into Storm and Ronan Keating. And I was talking to Storm and Sam, like, I love that! I was like, do you understand what I do? And she's like, yes, I do. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and she's like, how, how can I help you? And I said, oh, well, maybe you can be my brand ambassador and help me out to spread the word and inspire people. And I was like, yeah, that
1: sounds really cool. <laughs> So Storm, why? <laughs> Very good question. Um, <laughs> no. I think, you know, there's, there is a short answer and a long answer to that question. Um, the short answer is I believe in positive luxury and what they stand for. And I also believe that as a global community, we need companies, corporations, businesses, brands, people like positive luxury. Um, the long answer, well, actually, I... I had to ask myself the very same question. I got asked this question last year when, when Dee did actually approach me and one of my girlfriends said, well, why do, you, why do you want to do that? Like, what do you know about sustainability? And I went, well, you know, it's an urge. I, I just, I have this instinct. I want to help. I want to do my, do my part. And I was like, but that's just an urge. Why am I even having this urge to start with? And so I went home and, you know, I thought about it and it didn't actually take me that long to work it out. The truth is, it comes down to my home, it's my memories, it's my childhood, it's everything that I know, because ultimately they're the things that are in jeopardy for all of us. And, you know, I'm an Australian, if you didn't pick up on the accent. <laughs> sometimes a little bit Irish, sometimes a little bit British. But no, I am an Aussie. And in Australia, we have an abundance of resources. Uh, we have amazing reefs and wildlife, weather. And these are all things that we're hugely proud of. And we consider ourselves really lucky. We think, you know what, we've got it all. But the truth is, we could potentially lose it all, especially if the world keeps going at the rate that it is. And that is the harsh reality of what we all, you know, what we all are facing across the globe. And I mean, that's even on a broad level, like the Australian thing. Our economy is based on resources. And there's so much you can talk about. And because of that, I've got to keep it really focused. Um, But, you know, on on a really personal level, you know, I'm not just an Aussie. I'm an Aussie who grew up on a farm. My dad is a farmer. I lived off the land. You know, I... The farm that I grew up on is in North Queensland, which is the home of the Great Barrier Reef and the Daintree Rainforest, which is one of the oldest rainforests in the world. You know, and even before we migrated to Australia, I grew up in the jungles of Papua New Guinea. You know, my great-grandmother was a Samaritan princess and my great-grandfather was a famous anthropologist from England. So, you know, there's so much more to me, and I guess that's the reason why I'm even talking about it. I've kind of already gone off track. It's just that you kind of... I'm not just the wife of a pop star. I can help D, you know, get the message out, and I can see very clearly how I can help. But my heart is in this. I'm invested in this because we're talking about my home. We're talking about the place that I come from and the places that are being affected, the people that are being affected. So, um, yeah. So, so oh, no, God, you're going to speed me up. Yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> um,
0: so, basically, you know, everything that we care about... Um, is being, like we have seen, not just about people, but also about our planet, is in jeopardy. And businesses are the biggest force for good. And that is what I believe in. But not just a few businesses, but every business can really play a part. So in Positive Luxury, Mm. we started working with luxury brands, and you say, why did you start with luxury? What about mass market? If we inspire the 1% to buy responsibly, mass market will follow. That's what happens in the catwalks, right? You have the catwalk for these amazing brands, and then the rest will follow. And that's what I believe in. I really think that you know that's the way it will go. And the last five years, we started with zero, with a blank piece of paper and a silly dream. And today, we have 200 of the most respectable luxury brands um, in our website, from beauty all the way to fashion. Um, and I believe in lifestyle. It's not just about fashion or beauty. It's also about you know, the drinks that we consume. Uh, it's about the manufacturing of food. It's about all the little bits that actually we choose to do and brands are there to shop from. But going back to fashion um, and talking to Storm, we were like, OK, talking about all of these, and say, so, well, sustainable fashion. And Storm had this blank look at me and said, what did you say? What's sustainable passion? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Which is really embarrassing to say. I've learned, you know, a lot since then. But I think this is what we're talking about. It's, it's the broad public. It's the perception. It's the language that we use. And I said, it, I said to Dee, you know, I kind of liken it a little bit to feminism. You know, you have you have old-school feminism and then you have modern-day feminism, and they're both very different languages in terms of the mindset. Old-school feminism has these connotations, negative connotations, you know, of butch women with hairy underarms, and this is a gross misrepresentation of exactly what feminism and the movement is. But sustainability is a little bit... You know, the same, you know, people think greenies, people think vegan, people changing themselves to tree and they get trees, and again, that's, that's not what we're about. So I believe, you know, that language, which you guys were already touched on earlier, there's so many things that you guys said that I was loving, and I wanted to regurgitate again, but I won't because of time. But, you know, it's that language that we need to focus on, and it's the consumers, because they're the mass market, and as Stacey pointed out, it's the consumers that have the power. You know, if the consumers ask for transparency, if the consumers are the ones that, you know, start buying from brands that are doing the right thing by our planet, you know, that are doing the right thing by our communities, then we will see a dramatic change. It will accelerate change. So when we started this, my co-founder is the founder of Top Table, I
0: don't know if you guys know, Restaurant Booking site. And when we started working together, um, I know Karen for a long time, um, she said, uh, well, do you need technology? You need to spread the word. Mm. So I was, well, how how can we do that? And she said, you need to make it interactive. You need to get people to discover it. You need to actually use normal language. I said, well, but..." and I crossed my heart, I said that. My peers will crucify me if I done this down. And she said, yes, but the point is you have 2.5 billion people out there that doesn't know what you're talking about. Do you really care that much about your peers? which makes me actually ponder. I think perhaps I should put my ego on the side and say, what can I actually do to inspire 2.5 billion people? Which is, going back to you know, David's point, is the dream, right? is what you dream about, when you get up every morning and say, this is what I need to do. And I think the power of the internet is absolutely tremendous because each one of you, regardless of your jobs, regardless how much money you have, regardless how much you believe in this, can do two things. One is to look for brands that have the butterfly. Two is to ask brands why they don't have the butterfly. And three is to tell everybody about it. So for me, it's about how you can create a business that goes beyond purpose and can actually force businesses to go beyond beyond profit and have, you know, a triple bottom line approach. So people, planet, and profit at the heart of it. And to my surprise, a lot of brands, a lot of companies like The Caring Group, like LVMH, like L'Oreal, like Stirlauder, are really embracing this. And Selfridges is doing a phenomenal job in curating brands that actually care about these things. In training the buyers to ask the hard questions, where are your clothes made? How are they manufactured? Where are they manufactured? This is incredibly groundbreaking. And I'm very proud to be invited here today, because probably this is one of the most forward-thinking department stores I dare to say in the world today when we talk about sustainability.
1: Because people do want to make a difference, and especially the millennial generation. Like, people do want to do good. People do care about the planet. They might not understand what sustainability is, like, to the complexities that it is. But we need to make that language easy for people to absorb. It needs to be relatable. And I think that what Positive Luxury are doing is they're making it easier for the consumer. They're saying, here are the brands that are doing the right thing by you. Here are the, you know, the brands you can trust. And... Consumers can, you know, they make that executive decision to buy a brand and they're doing good at the same time and like going back to what you did with the bottle top bags, which are amazing, you know, it, they flew off the shelf and I think a large part of that is because people had an opportunity to invest not only in a bag, but a bag that made them feel good about what they were buying and what they were wearing. And I, you know, can I use an example? My diamond earrings are by a company called Arctic Circle, which is another, you know, a um, positive luxury brand. They are fully certified diamonds, you know, that are fully traceable. So, and one of the few companies globally that do this, when I wear these diamonds and I wore them on my wedding day, I felt so good about wearing them because they're not just I know that they didn't go through the black market. I know that you know, where the minds that they came from. I know that the conditions were good. I know that the workers were paid well and there was no child labour. And so when I wear them, it's all good energy. It all feels positive. And that makes them extra special. Do you mean it's not just about having a product anymore? And I think the millennials have really directed and they're really, you know, they are driving brands to create products that inspire. And, you know, this is one very simple example, but there are a load more... Brands that are doing exactly the same thing. We just need to get the message mm. out there. So we have good news and bad news. The
0: good news is that we are close to the end of our talk, and the bad news <laughs> 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 and the bad news that, that we will leave you guys with homework. So this is not something that I can do, or Lucy, or Cameron, or Dillys, um, or any of us can do. It's something that each one of you can do. And this is what we want to leave you with. So, Storm, if you have to leave us with three
1: things that each one sorry. of us, all of us, can do, what are those three things? Okay, three things. Can I just point out one thing? Sure. We're not asking everyone to be perfect, because no one's perfect, I'm not even perfect, and I'm the brand ambassador. Like, We're not <laughs> saying that. It's unattainable. But there are, little ch- there are choices you can make, and we just hope that you can make the right choices when you do have the option and when you have the, r- the options. Okay, so, sorry, three things... Well, the first thing and the most basic thing is beauty products and cosmetics. That's the easiest thing we all can do. Avoid microbeads and, you know, parabens and sulfurs and aluminiums. Like, just look at the back of the product. And if it has those, you know it's bad for the environment. So just flip around your brands. Get a product that, I know it seems so easy, but you know what? There are so many amazing brands out there. Go to the website. Um, But they are. There are so many amazing brands out there that give you really great quality (laughs) and results and they're good for the environment and the planet at the same time. Second thing, um, ah, well, that goes back to the buying. When you have the choice, if you have the choice between a blue bag by a company, I can't use names, but, you know, by a brand that isn't invested in our planet, and our future, and the sustainability, and then you have a blue bag that is by, you know, a luxury brand that is completely invested, go with that one. Do you know what I mean? We start directing, the way that businesses work by making demands on the products that we want. You know, um, I love wearing Burberry. I love it even more now that I know it's one of our positive luxury brands. So it's my go-to. It wasn't before, it is now. Um, And a third one, behavior. Behavior would be the third one. And that's the simplest one for all of us, actually, because we all do it in our everyday lives. Being kind and positive and caring. I think, you know, leading by example, having conversations around the dinner table, talking about sustainability to your peers while you're catching the bus to work, or the tube, or in London, um, you know, the more we talk about it and in the soft language, I think the better chances we have of having a mass 2.5 billion consumers hear what we're trying to say. Um, so yeah, it's just about sort of modi- you know, modifying your behavior and making it a conversation that we all want to talk about, but in the right way. And then I think slowly, people will hear us.
0: Mm.
1: I have one more. I'm not run out of
0: time. Um, <laughs> but I think is ask questions. So if you're not sure what brands have, I'm sure you guys have fav- Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, etc. Ask questions. Ask why. And then demand an answer, because we vote with our money. And if we can actually make the right decisions without cash, believe me, brands will listen. So thank you very much and have a great evening.